Hey everybody, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. And as we predicted, we are not done with light in August. So it's a check-in for this week. The surprise! Yay! I... Do you, do you have the book? I just got it today. Like, when I was going out of town last week, I forgot to download it on my Kindle. And then I didn't want to have to fly with my Kindle, my iPad, and my work computer. Because you got to take all those things out. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going so I was like, to worry about it. Yeah, so I put it on hold. I want to say I put it on hold yesterday. And it told me that there was a wait, but I was one in line, and then it said it was ready today. So. Nice. I, sh- I should be ready for that. Well, I've got, I had some uh, unexpected delays in going home, so I'm still down with my parents in Austin, but driving back on Monday, so I plan on listening to and knocking out a chunk of it then, and then... Yeah. You know, finding time to listen here and there with it, to finish it up. How many hours is it? It's a lot. Okay. It's 15. Okay. But, um, I mean, I, I was actually talking to Cindy about it because she was like, I like listening to audiobooks at like one and a half times the speed. And I was like, no, I do the same thing because, mm-hmm. especially the little one of this, because it's set in the south and so the narrator is like and then I went on the wagon and I'm like this is too slow <laughs> for a Yankee girl I'm like no I'm, I need you to pick up pace sir <laughs> so that's it'll, it'll, it'll cut the time down a little bit which no, uh, yeah. wasn't that fast but that's, I mean that was the size of Great Expectations and Atella Two Cities yeah so, so it's definitely doable yeah I have it on Kindle so I guess I'll be reading it. Well, um, did you, how was your trip? Did you read it all? I read a little bit on the plane there. um, And then like that first day when I got to my hotel and I really didn't have anything to do, I read a lot. That's good. Um, But then I didn't read again until my flight back. I feel like work conferences are always this thing where you're like, oh, I'll, I'll have time at night. And then, yeah. like, you get back to your room and you're either exhausted or there's, like, a networking thing you have to go to, like, you know. Yeah, so I definitely did not have time, like, during the week. So I read a little bit more um, on the plane ride. And then, yeah, I don't know. This book, I don't know if it's because I'm in a slump with the, or if it's this book, but... Like, I'm just, like... Not doing it for you? I know. I just... I'm waiting for, like, the characters to, like... When do they, like, intermingle? Like, I'm 250 pages in. And, like, none of the characters have, like, come together. Come together yet? Yeah. So I'm just, like, kind of patiently waiting for that. (laughs) I forgot. I can't... Don't even remember how long that book is. It's over 400 and something pages. Okay. Yeah. I think the one that you got us is actually an ARC copy, which is pretty cool. Ooh. Because it has on the cover, like, 
coming out and it has like the release date on it and stuff. Very interesting. That was yeah. unintentional. No, yeah, yeah, no, I, I assume. But I was like reading it, like looking at the cover and I was like, coming out, I was like, but I, so I'm assuming it's an art that they sent to somebody. I would, you know, I was, I was actually thinking about that for us. Like it could be fun because we on Instagram, you know, there's a couple of authors that we follow, like yeah. up and coming authors who are always like looking for art readers, and I'm like, yeah. that could be fun to do. Yeah, get an advanced copy like that, and then yeah, you just have to like make sure you kind of read it in like a timely manner. Yes, and I, like a year later, you still have that arc, and you didn't like review it or something. <laughs> Yeah. Or you like lose it in your tr- in the truck of your car. You just yeah, don't know. Exactly. Where it is. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know what it is because like the storyline's good, but like I don't know. I'm just like waiting for the storylines to like come together, and I don't know when that happens. And see, I'm trying to think of when I read that. I do very explicitly remember reading it at the very end of January of a year because my family up in Michigan, they were like, we have a record blizzard happening. And I was mm-hmm. in shorts and a tank top with my feet in the pool <laughs> reading it. Yeah. We had, like a record high that day. Um, but I don't remember if it was like 2017 or 2018 when. Oh, okay. You know, Are I you don't. Yeah. I can probably find it on Instagram fairly easy because I just don't ever post anything ever but um yeah but I I finished the poppy war okay and solid four out of five nice I immediately went and um put a hold on for the dragon republic which is the second one nice so that's an immediate yes like I could have I could have easily like, usually with series, it's, like, you read one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, jump. I could have, like, easily just jumped straight into the next one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. The only reason it was four instead of five for me was because I felt like at one point, Rin, the main character, like, she started off very, like, very much so like driven like I'm going to go train I want to be yeah. a warrior I want to do this and then kind of finding her way at school and then the war starts and they basically get like sent to the front lines mm-hmm. and she gets sent to her like elite fighting group and then suddenly like she kind of loses some of that yeah and some of it is like Oh, her seeing the reality of war and what it is, but like there wasn't for me, there wasn't enough of that to kind of trigger that change. So I was kind of like, like what happened to to this girl who was like so like strong and set in her, yeah. her mindset? But maybe she comes. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe she comes back and redeems herself like in the next two books. Yeah, I was reading. Um, Um, some some more reviews and I think it's what it comes down to is basically like it is a good solid like sci-fi fantasy mm-hmm. and then it retelling basically like, like a fantasy retelling of 
the war between China and Japan in World War II. Like it's a lot of draws a lot of their history. And I read an interview with the author um, who said, you know, I'm, I'm a history buff. This is what I studied. And I love to read. And I didn't see any stories out there that fit this narrative. And I wanted to put that out there. And yeah, you know, she, there's one part where they, she discusses or she writes about the sacking of the city in the poppy war and you know i think i think that scene is what really gets it for a lot of people because it's very graphic and very brutal and i think for people who just wanted like a fantasy like a young adult fantasy of like her like fighting and there's magic and shamanism but didn't like didn't like this is the scene for them that makes it clear that this is not young adult and um like it's there's there's it's just a different book like like Rin the main character to me like she's not she's not a hero like this is her becoming a villain essentially and it's still like still good but there are multiple points where like other characters come to her and they're saying you know this is this is not a moral decision this is not Mm -hmm. the decision to be making and she just allows herself to feed into her rage and her anger and so I think it's like if you wanted more of like she's like the moral high ground character like this is like you're not going to enjoy it because that's not what this is yeah it's a different story so i was like i get it and then again some of like the i saw one article or one review that was talking about like oh this you know so many of her descriptions were like unnecessarily violent and unneeded to the story but when you learn that like the the sacking of this city, like the siege of this city, basically parallels like the rape of Nanking that happened in World War II. Like she didn't, she wasn't making this up. Like these yeah. things happened to this city mm-hmm. in real life, and so it's. I don't think it's unnecessary. I think it just goes along with her drawing from historical, you know, yeah, things that happened. So I think it's like one of those things where it's. If you thought you were getting into a young adult fantasy novel and then you get this, like, I can see why you would be thrown off and not like it as much. I mean, that's the thing, though, is, like, I mean, last time we talked about this, like, we looked it up and at no point does it consider itself a young adult. Like, it doesn't doesn't advertise as a young adult. It's not like um, uh, the looker, like, where it kind of advertises mm-hmm. as a thriller and you don't get a thriller like the poppy war i the things i've read about it how graphic it is what it's yeah. about at no point did i like think it was a gra- uh, young adult um i'm sure there are some trigger warnings in it just because of how graphic it is yeah but i just thought it was a fantasy type book thr- trilogy yeah yeah, I think I think for some people it was very easy to read. Like again, sometimes mm-hmm. fantasy novels get really like bogged down in world building and stuff. Yeah. Um, and this this wasn't this was like the chapters were, you know, sometimes the chapters ran like 30, 40 pages, but it didn't feel like you were stuck in that mm-hmm. chapter at all. Yeah. Um, I think some people like they read, oh, the main character is. 14, 15, 16 years old. So they automatically adults. Like think about when we read Battle Royale. Yeah. I would not consider that young adult at all. No. No. Yeah, I think that's what that's what we need like people need to distinguish is just because the main character is young 
it doesn't mean that it's a young adult novel. Like, yeah. do some more research, read about it, see what people are saying about it, and and then don't get mad <laughs> because it's not what yeah. you thought it was, even though it was never advertised as that. As that. It's, it'd be different if it, they were saying, like, this was a young adult, like, fiction, yeah. historical, like, fiction. But, yeah, this one definitely was not... Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what what did you what were you reading before the Poppy War? Um, yeah, what was I reading? Before? <laughs> I don't know. I got so I got so caught up, and I might I might dub this the year of Asian literature, at least East nice. Asian literature, because. Nice. <laughs> because I did, I read Confessions, mm-hmm. and then I just finished this one, um, and I'm I fully plan on finishing the series by the end of the year because it was just I'm well, and- enjoying it. And then so I was like, oh, what's going to be my next book? Well, Pachinko is yeah. available. It's on hold, so I'm going to go pick that up from the library. When I- <laughs> oh, that's exciting! <laughs> and so it's like, oh, uh, History of Wild Places. That's what it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, I was like, eh. and remember when we first started this podcast, you were going to read one Q84. Isn't that Asian? Yeah, so that's um, Japanese set in Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, you have a little bit of a theme going. Yeah, unintentional theme. Yeah, definitely. But that just means they have really good books. They've been. It, I mean, so far it's been knocking out of the park. I've really liked Confessions. Yeah. Oh, Confessions was Japanese. Um, so Copy War is obviously like it's funny when you look up look up like interviews, and I saw a TikTok with the, the author RF Kwong, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. And again, I I looked up all the pronunciation for the names, and then was like, okay, and like practice them. It's like, Saying they're practicing yeah. them, listening to them, and then as soon as I started reading the book, it was back to like <laughs> what I've you done ways of saying things. Well, because I think <laughs> so it's like, oh. because you read at a certain pace, mm-hmm. and so you don't want to have to think about names. Yeah. So your mind's going to automatically go back to like what you were already calling that person. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why is you're like just there's, getting... there's one one character who starts off kind of as her rival. And in my head, I was like, his name is Neza or Neja. And then I think I looked it up and it's like Nietzsche. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh I was really wrong. <laughs> Nietzsche. I like that. <laughs> um, so I was just like, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure it's Kite and not Kite, but like my brain kept saying Kite. <laughs> Your brain doesn't know how to change it. My brain barely works most of the time. So. I mean, I agree. With my brain, too, not yours. <laughs> you bring my brain, that's fine. Uh, so, I can't believe we're already in May. It's been a year since we thought up this baby. Yes, and um, I'm a little behind on my 36 for the year. Like, I should be at 12 books by the end of April, which is today. And I am at 10 but I blame Broken Monsters because <laughs> it's taken me much longer than I thought. Um, and just traveling for work for two weeks out of April and stuff like that, I'll blame that too. 
but I was like trying to think of like, because I do need to get out of this slump. So I need to find a book that once I'm done with Broken Monsters, Light in August, I feel like is going to bog me down a little bit. So I'm, yeah. like, I'm trying to think of like what book I want to read next that I feel like will get me like out of this. And I don't know what it's going to be yet. But I was on BuzzFeed and I always click on their books tab to kind of mm-hmm. see like what's going on. And I clicked on an article called People Shared the Most Terrifying Books They've Ever Read and Just the Summaries Are Enough to Give Me Goosebumps. Um, so there's quite a bit of them, but one of them, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because, let me find, took a screenshot of, and I'll go through the, the rest of the books too, or we can talk about some of them that are on that list, but I wanted to talk about this book because we're actually going to be reading it, um, It's Night by Ali Wietzel. And it was, it says, I always find nonfiction books to be the scariest because humans have done some truly horrifying things throughout history. Night disturbed me so much when I read it at 14 that I couldn't stop thinking about it for months afterward. And it pretty much shattered my childhood innocence. Yeah, so, um, and then somebody said, I read it at 14 too. I'm 31 and I still have graphic memories of reading that book. It's necessary literature and I'm glad I read it but I really wish it didn't have to exist. Yeah, I think that's, um, sorry, my like wrist and phone all buzzed at once and I was trying to think what's going on. Um, Yeah, that's uh, not to keep bringing it back to Poppy War, but Mm -hmm. like, again, that scene knowing that she, when she was writing, she didn't have to make up like any of that because that had actually happened was like, horrifying horrifying um you know it's like reality is scarier than fiction scarier than anything that we could ever try to think up of because i know it's pretty sad i do i do remember we didn't i want to say that was like seventh grade a lot of kids read that like teachers got to choose kind of and somehow like i didn't end up reading it at all but um and 10th grade, we had 10th grade for, like, that was our U.S. history year. And that was, um, that we always did, like, a Holocaust Remembrance Day where we would yeah. all gather. Like, that was, like, a big 10th grade day. And we watched Schindler's List and, you know, it was yeah. always just. I think we watched, like, Escape from Auschwitz or something. I think we watched that. And then the Holocaust Museum was in Houston. Oh, nice. And so, like, for extra credit from our teacher, she said that if we go there and stuff, like, that we would get extra credit. For I remember my cousin my cousin talking about going to that. Like, she took a trip to DC. Oh, yeah, I've done the DC the whole, one. The whole, like, all the shoes mm-hmm. and, the, yeah, the, like, the suitcases yeah. and stuff. It's just, like... Yeah, the DC one is pretty intense. I did that one in eighth grade yeah. with our class. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, you know, seeing this list, you don't think something, a nonfiction might necessarily be on this type of list. And I just clicked on the list to just see if anything popped out. And so I was really shocked when I saw that book. Because I was like, I think that's our next book after Light in August. Yes. It's Light in August. 
Night yeah. and then Terror Road. Yeah. So some other books that are on this list. Um, I found I found the found the list. What list? The list you're reading from. Oh, oh perfect. Hold up. <laughs> I was like, what list? Like, who is this? It's like the list that we're reading. Oh, yes. So um, we don't have to go through the whole list because there's quite a bit. Um, but I saw I was going to ask you about um, The Long Walk by Stephen King. Okay, so I've actually read that. Okay. Um, Do you find it horrifying? So this was so. So Stephen King used to also write under Richard Bachman. Yes. And I was spending the night at my my aunt's house, like having a sleepover with my cousins. But I was sleeping in my cousin's room because she was like gone. I don't remember why I was in her room and not like on the couch or whatever. Yeah. But I could not sleep. And so I was like looking at the book she has in her closet because my cousin she's she's a, a like a middle school english teacher so she liked to read too yeah she still does um and the long walk was in there by richard bachman and i was like huh this sounds like it could keep my interest read it all in one night remember being like horrified by some of it because yeah. it's basically uh basically they it's like this yearly tradition or something like that they round up these these kids and you've got to start walking and if you fall below a certain point they and you know it's kind of very hunger games-esque i remember reading it and then just being like oh my god like i can't imagine my legs being that tired i can't imagine having to like make friends not make friends run not run like just being so scared and then also Similarly to like Hunger Games and Battle Royale, like in my head, I was like middle school, early high school, I think when I read it, in my head being just so like angry, like just being like, where are these kids' parents that are allowing this to happen? (laughs) Like, where's your parents? And they don't have parents in Stephen King novels. (laughs) And then, do you know how long, it took me years before I was like, because I was like, man, Stephen King is really hyping this dude up. (laughs) <laughs> reading the things years years later i was like oh they're the same person <laughs> before you realized it was richard bachman yes oh that's great i was like man they must be a like, good friend or something they they're best friends they finish each other's sentences literally literally <laughs> so you would agree that it is a terrifying book yeah it's 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 again one of those things where it's like in reality, like, how realistic is it? The government's going to be like, time for our yearly, yearly culling of teenagers. I mean, <laughs> it's <a> weird spectacle. <laughs> but, here's like, the Hunger Games. Here's Battle Royale. Yeah. But I just remember being like, who voted these people in? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> angry. Like, who did yeah. this? <laughs> but I also, going through, I've also read Kindred. Okay, so I've heard really good things about that one. Um, that one's popped up on a lot of people's list. So I read, I read this in a college class and I think it's one of those books that got really like picked over and destroyed by like overanalyzing it. Yeah. Um, maybe if I reread it, I would. Yeah. Like it it a little bit more. Yeah. It says it's about a black woman who keeps getting warped back to U.S. slave era 
randomly and without any control over when or how it happens. So, um, Jaws is on this list. I've never read Jaws. I've never seen Jaws. I've never seen Jaws either. Um, I feel like I've heard of House of Leaves. I've read that. I've also read The Hot Zone. Were they terrifying to you? The Hot Zone was. I found out later that some of it was exaggerated. Uh-huh. But it's still, it's, it's uh, tr- like, true story against them has been elaborate. Like, oh, yeah, because it's exaggerated. about Ebola, yes. Ebola, and they talk about um, anthrax in it, too. And it's always just like, like, one scene that sticks out in my mind is there was a woman who had Ebola, was pregnant, and they like she was giving birth while also like sick. That that scene sticks out in my mind like no other. And I just remember being like, "Oh my god, I never want to go near Ebola." <laughs> like, yeah. Um. What about House of Leaves? So that always pops up on horse like horror books. I didn't like it. I didn't think oh. it was scary at all. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> funny. I don't know. I, I don't I think it's very hipstery. I don't get it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, oh. Scary stories to tell in the dark. The cover just looks terrifying to me. Classic. I read all of these in elementary and <laughs> like middle school classics. Uh, and then obviously Pet Cemetery. Some movies that came out two summers yeah. ago. Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. That one's a classic. Um... I think it was, oh, On the Beach by Neville Shute. It actually, um, it just sounds, I mean, it sounds really disturbing. And it, I almost want to read it. Um, yeah. It's, it says it's about a group of people in Australia waiting for a radiation cloud to come and kill them. The government has issued suicide pills. Yeah. I don't know about that. It looks, uh, yeah, it seems a little scary. It sounds like, like you know, like before before the 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 COVID, the Rona, mm-hmm. books about like worldwide plagues. Those were like fun horror books to read, and now I'm like, I, it's too close to reality. It really is, right? And with Russia being stupid, this might be too close to reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, even just thinking like, um, we did, we read when we read Station Eleven, like that was only a year or two before. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, like this is never like, going to happen. Like reading the stand and talking about how like there's a scene where he's going through New York and it's absolutely dead, and you're just like, okay, I'm sure. <laughs> and then like the beginning of the pandemic, them being like. New York is absolutely dead. I was like, oh, God. Well, and even, like, when they would show, like, the strip in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like, that, how completely, like, dead that was. Yeah. Which, this is completely unrelated, but Formula One next year is doing a, a race in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a night race, and they're going to drive down the strip all lit up at night. Shut up. So, it should be really cool to watch. That would be really fun. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, since it's in the States, we can watch it live. <laughs> Nice. Or you can go. Could. 
I imagine it'll be very expensive. Oh, I'm sure. The tickets here been... in Austin are very expensive. And then, like, even just to go for practice. But, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so another book that sticks out to me, because it's an ocean book, and I feel like this is the one that you read, but you can tell me if I'm wrong, is The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman or... Neil Gaiman, yeah. Gaiman? So, that is my ocean book. That is the That's, one I read. Is it, um, cause it says it's not particularly scary. It just reaches down inside you and pulls the cord labeled feeling of powerlessness. That was the worst part of childhood and yanks it hard. So yeah, again, I, it's not like scary. It's more okay. just, more just frustrating where the main character is like, no, this, this, and this. And everyone's just like, your kid It's whatever. Yeah. Um, so like, it's more frustrating and scary. I would say. I have heard, going back up that list, is The Three-Body Problem. So okay. I guess that, that is the one that basically says, or if, okay, I could be completely wrong about this. I haven't read it. Yeah. But it always pops up on lists of, like, scariest books to read, because it's basically saying one of the reasons aliens, like, have you ever okay i'm gonna come back to this because i gotta make sure i phrase this (laughs) basically saying like you know we're constantly sending out signals to see if there's other life out there Mm -hmm. and then this like finally one day we get a response back that's like be quiet they're listening oh and then like so what does that mean Mm-hmm. Like, who's listening? Who gave us this warning? Yeah. And then kind of, I think it kind of goes along with the whole part of the reason that alien, like, if alien life is out there and hasn't contacted us first is because they don't know if we're hostile. They contact us. We don't know if they're hostile. It's better to strike first oh. and kill than to worry about them hitting us first. So, like, possibility of war is too great listen i went down a, a reddit rabbit hole with this time oh my god it was it sounds very disturbing it sounds a little bit above my intelligence pay grade it's but, all right it's all right but, spoiler alert we're not getting paid for this and i'm sure if somebody out there has read it and they're just like you are completely wrong about everything you just said <laughs> that's fine but, um yeah, that one, I don't know, there's quite a few books on here that, I've a lot of them that I've never heard of, but sound interesting. So I think The Devil All the Time, I was just reading about the movie version that they made. Is, and I think the movie version is supposed to be pretty good. This isn't the one that Becca recommended to us, was it? You're talking about the one with the FBI? Yeah, okay, so it's not that one. Oh, it's no. not this one. Okay. Okay. I couldn't they remember. Have, they have the stranger beside me. Yes, I can I can tell you. That, <laughs> that one is terrifying. Um, I remember when I first started reading it before I had selected it for book club. Um, I lived alone in my apartment in Lubbock. And... Um, I was reading it at night, and I was, like, in my room, and just at some point I was like, 
don't want to read it anymore. <laughs> like just being alone, knowing that obviously it's about Ted Bundy and what he did and just knowing all the things and all the details that he did and for how long he got away with it. And even though like he never disguised his name, he never changed his car, like he never did any of these things, but like the people that knew him personally were like, it's no way it's Ted. Like it's no way it's him. Like even Ann Rule was like, okay, well he's saying his name is Ted. He drives a VW. It just, it can't be him. Like just the way, like just how manipulative he was. But I would suggest reading it if you haven't read it. <laughs> it was great. It was, it's a really good true crime book. It's kind of like, it's up there with In Cold Blood, I think, of like, oh, God, yes. Pinnacle of good true crime. And God, that one, and that one was done so well that you thought it was a fiction book. Mm-hmm. Like that one you could easily think was fiction. Yeah. Um, the Woman in so, Black. Oops, sorry. Okay, so that movie sucked. I okay. agree with the person on here who said forget the movie with Harry Potter because it was not <laughs> good. It was not good. It doesn't give me a synopsis, so I don't know what it's about. Basically, um, this dude moves out to this countryside this old, older house and mm-hmm. keeps seeing this woman in black. I think some kids die. But I don't really know. <laughs> the movie yeah. just wasn't that good. But it's it's like it's like your typical haunted house, haunted okay. setting. So. But you have read the book. No, I have not read the book. Oh, so you've just seen the I've, movie. I've, okay. seen, I've only seen the movie. Okay, okay, okay. The movie was not good. But I've heard <laughs> the book. Like, like this person is saying, I've heard the book is better. Okay. Also, I am wrong. Um later on the list it wasn't kindred that we had read in my college class it was parable of the sower both by octavia butler so okay um also a little life is on here um i've heard so many things about it um when people read it they say it's one of the best books to they've ever read but then they were like they say but i would not suggest reading it kind of thing yeah i've heard it describe as like borderline like torture porn is not the same but like borderline like if you want to be really like you need to get your mental health in check before you read this book oh for sure and it's like over 800 pages so it's not Mm -hmm. some short thing that you can read um yeah definitely read trigger warnings for it if you're gonna read it i just i don't know if it's a book that i would want to read um, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah. Okay, so this is the one, number 22. Parable of the Sower. Yes. Okay. Again, there's no um, synopsis, but it said. Um, I read it during the pandemic and was terrified Butler saw the future. So I'm trying to remember. I think I think there's some sort of like plague or something okay. that basically like kills and displaces a ton of people. And this 
main character. She's like an empath, so she feels every, everybody else's emotions around her. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a whole lot from it. I don't remember liking it, but again, I think it was because like some books, when you pick them apart, they become better. That's how for me Greg Gatsby was. Like when we picked it apart in class, it got kept getting better and better and better. Okay. Some books, when you pick them apart, they get worse and worse and worse. Because mm-hmm. you know, for like if there's a book that you read that's got a lot of meaning to you and then somebody starts picking it apart and it kind of like breaks that a little bit. Yeah. And so I think I think that's what happened with this book. Um, but you know, I re- I realized today that that was like ten years ago, so I don't remember. <laughs> no, yeah. over ten years ago. Sorry, it was like fourteen, fifteen years ago. <laughs> so like, I really don't remember. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Fault in Our Stars is one. Um. I think I've heard, I've definitely heard of it. I've never read it. I've never been a big John Green fan. It's not my cup of tea when it comes to books. I think it's just more a sad book, I would think, than a terrifying book. Yeah. I think as this this person who nominated it for this list said, you know, if you're a parent where it's like, if you're watching your kids, I'm kind of with you with John Green. John Green to me is like, like writing things to make you cry and I'm not yeah I don't <laughs> I don't like yeah I don't go to seek books that make you cry and I do feel like him and there's another author I can't think of her name but I feel like she writes to make you cry and I just don't appreciate that yeah I I read a, like a, a weird kick in high school where I read a bunch of those by like I think her name is Lurlene McDaniel and it was all like that. Like, all, like one was like they went to Africa, and then they got like trapped, and it was like melodramatic. <laughs> and then another oh one was like this girl was in a car accident with all of her friends, and her boyfriend didn't remember her, and her best friend had died, and she was trying to remember what was happening. <laughs> I don't know. They were it was some savvy shit, but yeah. No, I agree. I just I don't do I don't. Yeah, I don't seek books like that. Yeah. But I think that one was definitely made into a movie. Yes, um, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Into Thin Air by John Krakauer. Oh, um, pull this refreshed. I lost it. Um, John Krakauer. He is the one that did Under the Banner of Heaven, I think. Um, maybe. I don't. Yeah, I can see. Let me click on him. He did Into the Wild, Under the Banner of Heaven. And that's the one about, they just made a, like, a miniseries about it, but it's about the... Um, Ah, oh, no, I can't think of his name. Jeff's. I can't think. Did the the Mormon cult that was like had marrying off young girls, had multiple like underage wives, there was murder. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, Anyways. Yeah, I'm, the story of violent faith. Let me see. Um, 
It says it's fundamentalist brothers Ron and Dan Lafferty. Um, two Mormon brothers. Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah, that's them. Yeah. Warren Jeffs, I think he was one of the cult leaders that was involved in it as well. Okay. So this one, I think it seems to be about because um, the description is in a different language. Um, so this is about Everest, it, I think. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's in a personal account of the Mount Everest disaster. Which I could definitely see that being terrifying. Um, and then because the description just says um, a lot of people's lives were destroyed on that trip for absolutely nothing. So it makes it seem like something. Um, that one might be a good one to listen to, like an audible book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nonfiction's definitely are that. Um, your favorite book, uh, The Hands, Handmaid's Tales on here. You'd like mm-hmm. that. um and then also 1984 by george orwell is on this list um and then number 29 is definitely a book that it's one of my favorite books i've listened to it a few times on audible um but it's i'll be gone in the dark by michelle mcnamara and it is about the golden state killer um i have not watched the documentary documentary series though on um net or this one's on hbo max yet so i've watched the documentary i have not read the book okay but um i think like because they kind of also talk about the documentary also kind of talks about like her read like her researching and kind of like her spiral doing all of this yeah and kind of like it like leads up to her death a little bit um and like them talking about how she started like she started to get paranoid while doing this like we have to lock the windows we have to do that like you mm-hmm. know starting to do that and then like you kind of get caught up in her paranoia with it like the, the series was very very well done i mean the book is absolutely terrifying yeah like if you're listening to it just don't be alone maybe <laughs> <laughs> well i was i yeah. uh, had this playing in the background at work on a Saturday when I was there yeah. by myself one time while I was like doing stuff, just had background noise, and I was just like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I heard <laughs> the too, like, dark. Yeah, I heard um, in the documentary series because the book was written before um, they captured the Golden State Killer and like who they knew who it was. But mm-hmm. I heard during the documentary series, they actually capture themselves mm-hmm. finding out that the Golden State Killer is caught. So that, mm-hmm. I thought that that's a really cool like moment in time to finally see all this work being paid off and stuff for that. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a fun list, especially since um, the book Night was on there. And since we'll be reading that n- next month, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, that was just a little fun, terrifying list. It's interesting what people consider terrifying, too. Like, you have their nonfiction books on there. You have, like, your Stephen King books. But then, like, um, A Little Life and A Fault in Your Stars are seem more kind of emotional, terrifying type. And then you definitely have your true crimes of, like, I'll Be Gone in the Dark and um, The Stranger Beside Me. Yeah. Especially, like, even just within, like, horror and thriller itself. Like, I'm not... I don't like like Jaws doesn't appeal to me at all just because I'm like I don't know like 
like just like big like creature stuff like that doesn't really get me I yeah. don't like a lot of gore that doesn't get me but like a really good ghost story or like somebody being like gaslit or driven crazy mm-hmm. that's like right up my alley for horror yeah. So. yeah um and then um just to prepare i am currently listening to bear town i don't think i'll finish it like before we record for it but just kind of refreshing my memory on some things and being like oh yeah yeah so. i think i was gonna read the wikipedia ahead of time just to refresh myself because i was listening to an old episode and i was like oh yeah adnan from Beartown, and then I was like, that's not yeah. his name. Amit. Yeah. Amit is his name. I was like, that's not his, that's, I'm thinking of Serial season one. That's <laughs> <laughs> not his name. Yeah. I know, it's nice hearing her, like, them pronounce the names for a few of them, so. Amit, yeah, that was his name. But yeah. I think that is all I have for our check-in. Just to kind of give everybody a heads up, next week's episode after this one will be our special 50th episode. Um, So that'll be something that we're doing that's exciting. And then episode 51 will be our discussion on light in August. So that's kind of around for nearly a year. Yes, we have, which is exciting. May 18th is when we release the trailer. That's exciting. Okay, do you have anything else? Nope. I've got some traveling coming up, so I might scope out the the Dallas airport or the Savannah airport, see what they've got bookstore-wise. Yeah. But I think I'm going to end up just bringing Pachinko with me. Yeah. That and trying to get through late in August, so... That'll be good. Um, so Instagram is reading with celebs. Twitter is reading W celebs. Please go give us a like, a follow, subscribe, all of those fun things, and we will see you next week. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye.